visit was plagued by several bizarre and frightening dreams in which she was abducted from her home and murdered by a stranger. She told her mother about the dreams, but the mother did not take them seriously. The nightmares plagued her for the next year and soon became true. This case has been unsolved for over 40 years. Oh, Dean, that sounds terrifying. Oh, no, do you know what? I really enjoy this case. Like, I really wanted us to do it because I've got a lot to say. You've got a lot, a lot to say about it. I have. And do you know what? This is really interesting. And it's a little bit, um, well, it's very creepy. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to make you go, ooh, ooh, oh. Yeah, like there's lots of like um, crazy moments in it, isn't there? Like there's lots going on. If you don't know this case, you are in for a roller coaster, so strap in. <laughs> so strap yourself in, boy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is definitely one of the um, crazier cases. But before we get into it, obviously, as usual, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff, at Curiously Morbid. We are on TikTok now as well. So yes, we're on TikTok. Follow us. Yes, please go and follow us on all those sort of things. Go and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. and um, That really helps us out a lot. Follow us on Spotify, all those sort of places. Um, it really does help sort of get the shout there. Please share us, things like that. We've got a Facebook page going like that. All those sort of social medias. Anyway, you can find us on social media. We'll be there at Curiously Morbid Pod. Yes. And do you know what? What? It is there for you. Like, I'd be so excited to make more TikToks. We have said if we hit a thousand followers, we're going to do a TikTok dance. We are like a duet thing. We don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll definitely happen. Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> for it. Right, girl, let's get down to business. Yes, let's get into the case of Cynthia Anderson. Oh, that was nice. We need like noise there, like doodle 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 Wow, you know I mean? <laughs> that was great effects, Dean. <laughs> I loved it. So on August 4th, 1981, Cindy arrived at the legal office where she worked as a secretary. During the morning, she normally worked alone, so she always kept the door locked. Wise move, Cynthia. Wise, wise move. Wise move, wise move. At 12pm, lunchtime, two of her co-workers arrived to find the office empty. The doors were locked. The doors were locked. Mail was in the door and a radio. The lights and the air conditioning were all on. One co-worker was surprised to find that the book she was reading was opened to the only violent part and found other evidence that suggested that she met with foul play. It appeared that she had been abducted despite having all of the doors to the office locked an alarm to alert the store next door. Okay, right. that's strange. Let me... That is strange. It was locked. It was locked. Everything was on. It was like she'd just been taken in. Like, we've seen these cases before where people just go. So, that kind, kind of not new to us, that. But the fact that it was locked, it was all locked. She had an alarm next to her desk that had, uh, alerted people. Like, weird. And the fact she went in in the morning and by midday she was gone. Yeah, that is strange. And it's the book being open on the violent part. Because who leaves a book just open? Yeah, that is the question. Like, that might have been done. Did she get to that point in the book and that's where she finished reading? Or was that done as, like, a little Easter egg? Maybe. Like, if what? Like if someone had been watching her and, like, knew the book that she'd been reading and, like, was like, oh, page 412, stopping it on there. Because I think the person that did this was a little obsessed with her. And we're going to get onto it now. But I think the person that would have known something like that, do you know what I mean? Oh, oh I don't like that. 
Right. So the the thinking is that she was abducted because of the the way the office was left. Yeah. So Cindy's family found no reason for her to disappear, especially because she was raised in a strict religious environment. Also, she was planning on quitting her job in two weeks, and she was going to a Bible college with her boyfriend. Oh my god! So that on... baffles. Sorry, that baffles me that you can just go to Bible college. Of course, you can. Bible America. college. That's crazy. It's America, you can do whatever you want. You, yeah, land of the free. Land of the free. But on the surface of things, right, she has been raised in a strict religious household. So to me, that would raise alarm bells because I'm not religious. However, <laughs> it seems pretty open. She's going to Bible college. She's got a boyfriend. She's getting out. Like, there's no reason for her to seemingly want to just go and disappear. Yeah, because she's got a plan. She's doing stuff, isn't she? She's, she's got yeah, things to do. It's not like she's stuck in, like, this monotonous town of just being this secretary and, like, she wants something different. No, she she's going she's going places. Yeah, like, she was already planning on going to a Bible college and stuff like that. And she's got a boyfriend mm-hmm. and things like that. So she's, she's got, got a fella. Yeah, she's got a life. You know, she's got stuff going on. So, her father noticed that she'd been dieting and focusing more on her appearance around the time of her disappearance. I love this idea of the dad being like, well... She was watching what she was eating, and she was wearing a bit of makeup. <laughs> to be fair, maybe she just felt like it. Maybe she, you know, women do things for themselves sometimes, you know. Oh, I, f- I find the dad a bit sus in this, you know. Oh, I'm not gonna really? Lie. Yeah. Mm. Because just saying something like that. Yeah, that is a bit strange, isn't it? I mean, she was quite slender anyway, so she was only 150 oh. pounds. That is very slim. That's very slim. She was skinny and that's like goals that's my goal yeah right? and she's five four so she's short ish as well um and she had lovely like brown hair brown eyes like i'm looking at a picture of her now and she just looks she looks um she just looks like a nice person she looks very happy very smiley um and just lovely, she looks lovely, lovely. all around lovely so on investigation of this case the police found that there was only two items missing they were cindy's car keys and her purse which kind of like <laughs> Just putting this out there before we get into the theories. If you were going to leave, like, to run over to the shop or something, or, do you know what I mean, to not be abducted, you would just take your car keys and your purse. Oh, God, you, yeah, there's ta- there's, that's, that's literally all I take pretty much when I just leave the house. Yeah, you just take your keys and your purse. That's not strange at all. You would 100% take your stuff with you, with you. Like, literally, you run across to, like, the corner shop by your house, you take your purse and your car keys. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, right, if we think about it, it's lunchtime, isn't it? So maybe she just yeah. ran out to go grab lunch. So you would just take. She, she wants a sandwich. Yeah. There was no forced entry as well. Is a little bit um suspicious. Yeah, suspect. Like that, that act, act like thickens the plot, doesn't it? Yeah. So. The police kind of did something clever here, and they looked at the calls and the call logs, uh. and they seen that no calls were answered by Cindy after ten in the morning. And that's odd for a secretary, isn't it? Yeah, well, because that's one of the main things of their job, isn't it? Yeah, to, like, to answer the phone, things. man the phone. So it's believed that she was abducted after sometime around 10 o'clock. And foul play is suspected in her disappearance. And to this day, she's never been found. Oh, that's just awful. Uh, the thing with, like, disappearances, like, at least when it's an unsolved mystery of someone who's died, like, you know the resolution, don't you? You know, like, they died sort of thing we're, we're, when it's like a missing case of such a young girl as well she was only 20 when she disappeared 
like it's so oh it's just really sad some of these have happy endings though i think like you know when we don't know where they've gone especially adults that disappear because i feel like um oh there was that case oh we we, we need to cover it but the woman that went missing um she just went missing she disappeared she was living a successful life off the grid and then 20 years later she like turned back up and she didn't realize people were looking for her is that not crazy like why would you not think people were not looking for you <laughs> yeah. if you just went off the grid like obviously people are gonna look for you <laughs> oh i feel like that's very rare though yeah yeah it is very rare and there are some suspicious circumstances for for poor cynthia oh no there is so a client to cindy's larry mullins claimed that the day before she vanished she received a strange call from an unidentified person and she was really upset or scared by the caller right the caller phoned the office twice while he was there twice it was persistent he asked her if there was something wrong and she stated that they had been receiving similar phone calls not just a few but several oh yeah so it seems several. persistent seems a bit stalkerish that does seem wait a bit for stalkerish. it Danny. oh god wait for it however she did not say what the calls are about um, and it's we don't know whether it was connected to the case but my instincts say yes they were connected yeah that definitely seems like it's connected and stuff like this so cindy's office where she was was facing like a mall like a shopping center do you know why a mall's called a mall no, tell me why a mall is called a mall. Because you don't just go to one, you go to the mall. Oh, I love it. That is 100% it. Right, so there's this wall she can see from her window. Okay, and there was a, a man that hasn't been identified wrote, I love you, Cindy, by GW on the wall near Cindy's <laughs> oh office. Oh, my God. Right, so I feel like she probably did have a stalker. Yeah. I love you, Cindy, by GW, and it was written in red. Isn't that creepy? Oh, see, yeah, the colour red, like... No, don't write things like that in red. It's scary. And don't write I Love You, Cindy, by GW when she's got a boyfriend and she's clearly not interested, whoever GW is. I know, that is really strange. That's just odd behaviour. This this I Love You, Cindy, by GW appeared 10 months before she disappeared. And it was visible for six months before it was covered up. Cindy had to go to work and look at that for For six six months. months. Oh my God, that is ridiculous. The whole of the office will have been talking about her and the whole of the mall will have been talking about her. Yeah, how embarrassing would that be? Oh my God. I I would be like, who's GW, Cindy? Are you having an affair? (laughs) Well, that's the thing because everyone would think she obviously knows who that is. And like, that just must have caused so much... Like, how that's embarrassing. Six months and that didn't get covered up. That is ridiculous. Uh, so it got covered up, girl. It was oh, covered God. Up. God. It was covered up and life went on as normal until a few days after it was covered up, it appeared again. Right. I would literally be fuming. So someone was watching it to see that it had been covered up to then come back and do it again. I'd be absolutely seething. Um, oh, and the thing is, that means the person who's done it is watching and keeping an eye on it because they've noticed straight away that it's been covered up. And do you know what the stupid police were? They were uncertain that this had anything to do with her disappearance. Oh my God, it clearly did. Put two and two together. She's got a stalker. Yeah, we've put two and two together and got four. Yeah, we have. We've, <laughs> But the police have put two and two together and got 79. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> this sounds. You know what I'm saying? This just oh, this sounds like in our last episode when the first, you know, like the first like little local policeman came along. And was like, <laughs> I think it's a suicide. However, they weren't that stupid because they questioned several people of course. with the initials GW, including there was a maintenance man who happened to have the keys to the legal office. Oh come with the initials on, GW. come on. So that's. That seems dodgy, doesn't it? And the maintenance man, like someone in the background, just watching. Yeah, exactly. Like, um... Someone who's there every day, who goes by unnoticed. And, and like, is they go by unnoticed because they just do their job in the background. But also, like, because you know them, oh, that's just George yeah, or whatever, exactly. whatever his name was. Like, oh, you don't think of anything because you just see them and work. They're just people you work with. Exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. And Yankee suspicious. However, there was no evidence that could tie him to her disappearance, so kind mm. of... Mm. Yeah, so it goes not... It doesn't go a very long way. Right, so in the September, a month after Cindy vanished, police received an anonymous tip that claimed she was being held against her will. Plot thickens. That does. The that tipster really does. appeared nervous and refused to give the investigator her name. So it was a woman that rang. She claimed that Cindy was being held in the basement of a White House. Not the White House, just our White House. <laughs> just a one. Two, two houses side by side that were owned by the same family. Um, that's quite detailed. That is very detailed, actually. I'm sure you could like look at like the land registry and see where two houses are owned by the same family. Apparently, the family that owned the house were out. Well, the houses were out of town, but their son was home, and he was the one that was holding her captive. Oh my god! What on earth? This seems like a lot of information. I feel like this this could possibly be quite credible, um, because that it's seems very like specific. The, that's like yeah, it's specific and. It shows they've got the opportunity to do it as well. Yeah, if, if you've got these two houses, no one's home, they're travelling or wherever they are. The tipster who rang did not give the address. When the investigator tried to ask you for more information, the call ended, so she hung up. However, right, however, I also think this, that investigator just wanted their job doing for them. She's gave you enough. <laughs> you, go and, you go and put the two and two together and get yourself four. Yeah, something's very dodgy of me. I don't like this. However... She clearly had something on her conscience because a few minutes later she called back. <gasps> but when another investigator tried to listen on in the extension, uh, do you know what this is? This is like, do you know when, like, do you remember in the olden days when you had house phones? Yeah. And you had, like, an upstairs phone and a downstairs phone and your mum was on the phone and you'd pick up, like, the upstairs phone and you could listen into what they were saying. Oh, yeah. Do you know, that was the bloody bane of my life, honestly. I hated it hated it like you'd you'd want to ring in someone would be on the phone but you could listen to the conversation well yeah because i'd be on like the phone to like my boyfriend or whatever at the time you know like when i was like 12 and then people would be like listening and like get off the phone i can hear you breathing but yeah you knew when people were there so she knew that someone was listening there and she hung up oh spooked her scared her off don't don't spook someone that's giving you a tip just record the information it's like a disclosure you take it um she's not called back since no. So we don't actually know whether the information is legitimate. However, I would say it's quite incredible and that should be investigated. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, can't surely we can find out it's a White House, two, two houses side by side, and they're both owned by the same family. Why is that so difficult? Because it's got, got to be fairly close as well. So why is that so difficult to find that information out? I think like... I, I just feel like they're lazy and they're not too bothered. So there's this kind of idea that she might have been trafficked. Oh, see, I don't like yeah. this. So after she vanished, nine people were um, 
indicted on drug trafficking charges and many suspected that she knew one of them and she was killed because she knew too much about the drugs <gasps> oh god that's it that's a theory but there's also this idea she might have been like trafficked out to like a different country or like sold well yeah definitely because like human trafficking in america is a lot bad like a lot worse i think than than people think oh it is because they because it's so easy because they take them south don't they they like take them into south america and that's where the traffic to yeah well exactly so it's not um i don't know i think it and a lot of the times it happens in places like in more car parks um you know like just places like just everyday places where they could be gotten and, and just taken basically uh oh i don't like that and it's all it's the fact that there was like these suspicious phone calls she was getting the writing you know like on the on the wall and stuff like that the fact that she'd had dreams about it as well the year before how creepy is that that she like she's sort of um like predicting her own like murder well not murder but her own kidnapping abduction sort of thing like... Oh, that's the creepy bit. So there's this convicted drug dealer called Jose Rodriguez oh. Jr. And his attorney, Richard Nella, were kind of suspects in this case because Nella worked with Anderson's law firm in the same year. The idea that people kind of come up with is that she might have heard the conversations between Nella and Rodriguez concerning the drug deals <gasps> prior to her disappearance. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. So the information might have led to her being abducted or murdered, although it's not proven. But an informant later testified at Rodriguez's trial in 1995 that he confessed to killing her. Oh, oh. But they ruled the the testimony is unreliable um, because... It's a prison, prison snitch. Well, really. yeah. But both Rodriguez and Nella are currently in prison due to drug convictions, and no one has been charged with her disappearance. Obviously, I hate this. Absolutely hate it. So that's. I think that's a bit sketchy with those two. Yeah, that is really sketchy. Oh, I don't like that. I don't. I just feel tight on her because she was just a nice person. Like she... so, she's described as being a devout Catholic Christian fundamentalist who enjoyed her job and her family life. She had a boyfriend and loads of friends. Anderson was planning to quit her secretarial job two weeks after her disappearance in order to attend Bible college. Her family has stated that it would be extremely uncharacteristic for her to just vanish without any explanation. Yeah. Oh, so we never really got an answer to this. This is still unsolved. Yeah. But her parents died. Her mum died of cancer in 1983, just two years after she disappeared. And then her dad died in 2008. In Ugh. her father's obituary, it was noted that Anderson preceded him in death. Her case still remains unsolved. Oh, so the family believes then that she's dead. Yeah, because obviously 2008, nearly 30 years on. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. So she'd be 59 now if she were alive. And that's the thing. It's like if she was trafficked or something like that, she could possibly still be out there somewhere. And her classification is that she's endangered missing. So she's still listed officially as missing um what does endangered missing mean i think it's the fact that like she could be in danger like things like human trafficking because obviously yeah. you're not being treated properly and things like that so when she disappeared she was wearing a white v-neck dress with pink pinstripes cinnamon brown leg legs pantyhose and beige open-toed ankle strap sandals her distinguishing characteristics are that she's a Caucasian female, she had brown hair, brown eyes, and her nickname was Cindy, and she actually also had a chicken pox scar on her forehead and a one and a half inch scar on the inside of her right knee shaped like an open fish hook. So there is some, you know, like 
identifying features about it, obviously, that um, the police would be putting out there. And there are age progression photos online and things like that of it. Um, but it is kind of unlikely that, that this will be solved because it's been... 40 years now nearly hasn't it so but there's hope because there are cases where people have just come forward and been like oh my god i was trafficked and i managed to escape or yeah or if there is weight to that obviously to um jose rodriguez um maybe possibly you know she she was killed because that seems to be what the, the family believes anyway because they said you know they think she was she was killed before. And in his obituary it said yeah but do you know what if people out there do have any information, you can get in touch. It's an open investigation with the Colorado Police Department on 419-245-3151. So people might be out there listening to this and think, mm, oh shit, yeah, I know that. Get in touch, even if it's the smallest thing. Yeah, yeah, even if it's the smallest thing, especially for our American listeners, if there's any in, in Toledo, especially in Ohio, um, or even go on the Unsolved Mysteries webpage, which is where we've got today's... Um, like sort of case from um if you just go so on they did a, they, yeah they did a they, case on this like ages ago like before unsolved mysteries was like revamped on netflix they did a case on, original on a the og the og back in the 90s and um, so you can also give a tip to unsolved mysteries as well yes um i wonder what her boyfriend did yeah i wonder like what went on with him afterwards do you, but do you like? Do you know what? I, like, it creeps me out about this case that I find it most creepy. The fact that like she she preempted it. So, like she had this idea of being abducted and then murdered. Yeah, like the way she had nightmares about it for like a year beforehand. I think, but to me, that tells me that she had some sort of knowledge. So I think maybe this Jose maybe he did have something to do with it because and maybe she did overhear stuff about drug deals and things like that because she was clearly paranoid about something happening to her though like yeah the fact that she would lock her doors you know like when she was in the office and stuff i don't think that's like normal behavior like we've got an office in my work and i definitely wouldn't be like locking myself in when i'm on my own and like i work till late sometimes as well till like 8 p.m and i don't lock the door of the office when i'm in there yeah, but I imagine her office is like a separate building on her own. Maybe, she's yeah, in a building maybe. on her own. Like the way I imagine it is like there's a, there's a big mall there, and then she's in like a little off building. Yeah, like a little law building. Because I think if I was in my own without anyone else there, I would hundred percent lock the door. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I suppose so actually. But yeah, I think she was definitely in like a heightened sort of state of you know like something was going to happen to her with those dreams because your dreams are like your subconscious aren't they yeah although devil's advocate here she might have planned to disappear maybe and this is where i'm bringing it back to the dad maybe the dad wasn't a nice person he's mentioning things like about her weight and about her appearance maybe her dad didn't agree with her choice of boyfriend mm. um maybe she didn't want to be religious anymore and she found it hard to turn her back on that there's that religion aspect as well well yeah so maybe she, she she might have been not having these dreams but planting the seeds yeah, of if she was to disappear that she would have been abducted. Do you know what I mean? So like her family would think that so she could disappear in peace. She might be out there living her best life. Living her best life, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because maybe it was. Yeah, like maybe she set in motion like, oh, you know. So maybe she was the one who did the writing. Because who's GW? We don't know. We don't know. We, we do not know. 
Um, but obviously that's that's the best case scenario, isn't it? That she did it for herself and and just she is, is off having a nice life. That that's what I like to think with this case. Because a lot of things like the fact that this the building was locked up after her, she took her back pair, she took her car keys. To like be fair, seems... I think what might have happened is she's took a person a car keys because she's gone to go and get something, whether you know, like whatever, she's she's nipped out to get something dead quick. Um or, you know, like someone she knows has been like, Oh, could you just meet me outside? Because a lot of the time it's someone you know, isn't it? So she's oh, she's yeah. gone willingly somewhere, and then obviously it's all sort of gone terribly. Danny, what's your final thoughts on this case then? Um, my final thoughts. I think there's some weight to the sort of drug dealing thing that was going on because there's no smoke without fire. Mm, there's mm. no fire without smoke. Mm. So yeah, so I think something like that was going off, and also I think with the writing on the wall, maybe it was like one of the, something to do with that because that seems like something like a drug dealer or something would do. You know, it's like intimidate her because they they do that, don't they? Like you see that in other cases, like they'll intimidate people yeah, and like freak them out first. Yeah, get in the heads, things like that. So I think it, that possibly happened because I think. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's the most credible one to me. So I think, personally, I think she disappeared herself. That's my thought. Yeah, maybe. I think she, she set this up to disappear. I think maybe she lived a fraught home life. I think, I think things seemed perfect on the outside, and that's the way the family presented it. Nice little Christian family. Yeah. However, trouble in paradise. Maybe the dad might have been abusive. I'm, this is me merely speculating. Yeah. Here, but you don't know what happens behind closed doors, do you? And it all seems pretty pretty nice how it's happened like there's very little dna evidence like there was no forced entry there was nothing like that so either i think she's done it herself to escape to a different life or because we don't know a lot about this boyfriend like she might have wanted to escape the boyfriend maybe yeah yeah it would have definitely had to be a good plan though because she was never like a social security number was like never used again and things like that so it definitely would have had to be a good well thought out plan or maybe the um, what's his name, Jose, Jose, Jose. I just butchered names. I do apologize. Oh, it's okay. um, maybe he was like, right, here's the option. We're gonna kill you, or you can we can re we can disappear you yeah, and set you up with a new life. What what would you pick? I'd pick the disappear. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, I'll disappear. I'll never speak to anyone ever again. Like, if the bit if a big drug lord came up to the office and was like, listen. Here's the option. I take you now and I kill you. Or here's a new passport. Here's a new social security number. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I'd go for. Yes. I I find this case so interesting just because there's like so many what ifs and different possibilities. And the fact that it's still unsolved. Yeah. 40 years later. Crazy. We've done a lot of unsolved ones lately, haven't we? Um, I know. I do like the unsolved. They are good because they are good to talk about. But we will do a couple of solved ones as well in future. Yeah. Because I need I need like the closure. The closure. Yeah. They're always sad though as well. Because like at least in the back of our minds with this one. We can go, maybe she's alive somewhere, having a good time. Whereas, like, we've solved one. Do you like, no, yeah, they're dead. Uh, no, there's not that. Because in my head, I just picked the nice option. Yeah, exactly. But 
speaking of new cases, Danny, what case are we going on to do next Monday? Next Monday, we are going to be looking at the case of Anthony Walker. So he was a young, um, oh, I know, a sad. really young lad uh, in Liverpool, and he was like really like tragically murdered. Um, obviously, I won't go into more detail than that because we're going to be talking about it next week. But yeah, so next week we're going to be doing the Anthony Walker case. But if you've enjoyed listening to us, you can get more of us on our Patreon, which is at Curious Morbid Pod. The good stuff starts at the £5 tier, where you can get access to exclusive content, reviews, merchandise, and more. If you subscribe for three months or more, you get things like hoodies and stickers sent to you, so check that out. You can also find us on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, and TikTok too, at Curiously Morbid Pod or Curiously Morbid Podcast. If you've really enjoyed us, this like please, could you rate us five stars on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you get us? Like It just helps us. It we, really we does. We really want to try and get known. Well, not known. We just want to try and... We want to reach, reach a bigger, bigger audience. audience, yes. That's what we want to do. But yes. Danny, can you recommend a podcast episode for our listeners to go back to if they want to hear more of us before next monday um i would say go and listen to our sod of children one that we did not like just right before christmas because i really that case is my probably one of my favorite true crime cases just because it's so like there's just so many layers to it it's just it's incredible so please go listen to that one but in the meantime stay curious stay morbid this has been an audio prayer production. Our show tune is Half Mystery by Kevin McLeod, with special thanks to Unsolved Mysteries Wiki for letting us use their resources under the Fair Use Act. Thanks, gals. <laughs>